everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 2, Episode 7, the one where Ross finds out. What's he going to find out? I don't know. What is he finding out? What is he finding out? Very exciting. The doctor's calling and telling Ross something? Mm -hmm. No, not at all. Everybody already knows. It's the one where Ross finds out that Rachel was under him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, should we just dive right into we it? We should, yeah. Okay. Ooh, is this a good opportunity within this episode to tell the story about us accidentally revealing? A little bit different, huh? What did, oh, but what did we accidentally that reveal? That somebody liked somebody. Uh, which time? But not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was going to say the accidentally revealing that, like... Yeah, okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. I guess we've never done this where we've incriminated ourselves. Right. Usually we just incriminate other people. Totally. So this one opens with Chandler coming in and um, they're like, oh, how was your date? Or how was the night or whatever? It wasn't a date. It was like a party, apparently with his work friends, because he doesn't know anybody other than the six of them there. Right. Um, And he was like, couldn't have gone worse. Uh, a lady actually passed through me. Am I invisible? Do I have some sort of... I can't remember what he says. And Phoebe goes, oh, this happens to me too. Every time I put on a little weight, I get all like, you know, insecure or whatever. Question and everything. he was like, question everything. He's like, whoa, 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 I've put on weight? <laughs> no. Uh... I feel like... Yeah. And I feel like Matt LeBlanc... Oh, sorry, not Matt LeBlanc. Um, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry's weight is a bit of an issue in general in this show well that's because he was on and off drugs yeah so the weight is drug related and he does say that in an interview he actually says when people are like oh what's your favorite what's your least favorite and he said that between seasons two and six Mm -hmm. he's like i don't remember anything and he did say that like he always came to work like, he was never high at work. Right, but he was always hungover um, or whatever you are when you're on drugs. He was always super – yeah, he was always super hungover. Um, and so I'm pretty sure he said that those – it's basically just like like a black hole, those four those four seasons. Yeah. Um, and so this is obviously just the very beginning of that um, for him, yeah. season two. But I do feel like in this – in this opening, they just put on like three shirts and a big puffy sweater on him to make him look bigger. The thing is, is I don't even feel like he looks bigger. Like he just looks the same to me. Yeah. But Phoebe definitely says it like she assu- has noticed that. He- well, that he's noticed that she's noticed, but also that she almost assumes that he's noticed. Almost right. like it's already been de- like the way she says it is almost like they've discussed it when they haven't discussed it yet. Um, oh, okay, you know sure. what I mean? Because she's like, oh, I know exactly yeah. how you feel. Like, she just says it like they're picking back up on a conversation they left off on. But Yeah, right. Yeah, I I always, like, I definitely question everything when I put on more weight. I, I do. <laughs> I'm just like, everything instantly looks bad. I don't know. It's not fun. What I think is interesting is... I can distinctly remember times where I've thought, like, oh, I had, I like weighed a little bit more. I didn't like how I was looking or feeling, or I remember not liking this photo because my hair or my weight or whatever. But then, like, 
you look back and you're like, what was I talking about? Mm -hmm. I look great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read something like that said, because, you know, every, well, at least girls, you start thinking you're fat at some point in your teenage years for whatever reason. And I read this thing that was like, I wish that I was as fat as I was the first time I thought I was fat. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, that puts like, it into perspective. Only getting, yeah, you're like only getting bigger, bigger. Because most people totally. aren't like, you know, totally overweight 12-year-olds. Most of us are just completely healthy, normal 12-year-olds. With, you know. Images of what we think yeah. we should look like. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um uh, yeah, and so I've I've tried to I've tried to just embrace that mentality and kind of be like even if I'm feeling not cute right now or like I don't like the way my hair looks or whatever like maybe in a year I'll look back and I'll be like what was I thinking that's actually really cute. So I've tr- I'm trying to get over it a little bit more in the moment, but that's obviously hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I often I don't know. Yeah, anyway. We can go off on a tangent on this one, yeah. but that's okay. Back, We'll zoom back in on yeah. Chandler's problem. Yeah. So as, as of last episode, Monica is unemployed. Mm-hmm. And so she says, and remember you were saying, um, like, she seemed really upbeat. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe this was this two episodes then. Two yeah, at the end of past. two episodes ago. Because the last episode, she was upbeat. She was taking Ross to the hospital because she poisoned him with kiwi. That's right. That's right. And so now she's um so now she's like i'm unemployed and in desperate need of a project mm-hmm. she's still upbeat mm-hmm. but i think you know she's still trying to be positive um and so she says let me remake you and chandler says okay so you know they come out in the hallway and macho man's playing or whatever and he's in like tiny little spandex running shorts mm-hmm. she's like i've just never seen you in little stretchy pants before so then he puts on sweatpants which i feel like would be the worst thing to oh, go yeah. jogging in. Ugh, too much fabric. So warm. So warm. Sweatpants and a sweater. Like, even if it is, unless it's snowing. Right. Once I you get like moving. As soon as you st- yeah, as soon as you start running, you're warm. And then even after you're, like, done running, if you're still outside and have a, to walk a little bit, like, you're still hot. Yeah, I ran a 5K a few years ago in February, and it was, like, I don't know, like 35 degrees and raining, which is just the worst because it's so chilly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're getting wet instead of like just being cold because it's snowing. It's like your yeah. body is then turning into an icicle. Um, yeah. But so I wore a lot of layers because, you know, you have to like park and walk up to the race line and get there early. And stand there and stretch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I yeah. wore a lot of layers and – after I ran, oh, I don't know, about a quarter of a mile, I was like, I'm so hot. And I think I had, like, three long sleeves and my rain jacket oh. all tied oh. around my waist. And by the time I crossed the finish line, my, like, workout pants were, like, halfway down my butt because everything Baggy, was, like, pulling yeah. them down. <laughs> but I was so cold when we started. I was like, what I should have done is brought, like, old crappy long sleeve shirts that I could have just like tossed you know like marathon runners do except for it was only a 5k um yeah but you know you live and you learn I guess well Ben is out running a half marathon right now well of course right and um what they do here is they've got like a bag drop so at the very beginning you can like show up and then he's wearing like a sweater and a puffy jacket he'll leave them at bag bag drop 
and then like go run and then at the end he can come collect them mm. which is pretty good because then at least you can because like we're within walking distance of the start line so he could walk there this morning in his sweater drop the stuff off and all you have to do is like you drop it off at the last minute and then just go like line up gotcha so that's good yeah or matt could have been there to hold it for you matt where were you he's exactly where you were while ben's running this half marathon at home <laughs> sitting sitting at home i never i'm like oh, it's not weird. like i'm like a competitive runner i never make him come to my 5ks i just i don't know i don't really I care i guess that's a, yeah i guess five yeah yeah it's enough. a 5k i wouldn't, I wouldn't and usually i'm exactly. running with friends so it's like i already have someone to you know enjoy yeah, it with you've got the company yeah yeah, fair enough. Ugh, um, running like cold rain is the worst. Though, it is. It was when there's yeah. no. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. It's the worst. Oh. <laughs> um. At least when there's snow, it takes the edge off. Yes, agreed. But when it's cold rain, it's like bone chilling. Yeah, but um, when Monica and Chandler are running, obviously Monica exercises because she's just a petite little fit thing, but we've never seen yeah. her exercise before. This is the we, first we time. We see her run or exercise like once ever in the series. Mm-hmm. And same with Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is rude. We see you guys sitting around a lot more than you'd actually be sitting around. Yeah. Well, they're also never at work or, you know, all those things that make it unrealistic. But... Yeah, true. But um, yeah, this is like one of two times we see Monica working out. Yeah. So yeah, they're running. But um... do you know what's funny is when I watched this like originally in college because I didn't work out Mm -hmm. in college. I remember like they go running and then at the end they're like, he's, she's like making him do the Mm sit-ups and he's, she's like five more. And I just remember thinking like, whoa, 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 you just ran. Why would you also, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. You already did it. You exert, like how could anybody run and then do other activity? And I was just like, that's crazy. I know. (laughs) Oh, naive Ashley with the good metabolism. Oh, great metabolism. Guys, when Ashley runs, she's, like, tall and beautiful like a gazelle. Oh, my God. And so she kind of, even though her legs are twice as long as mine, she looks like she's running in slow motion, and I look like the Energizer Bunny, but we're going the same (laughs) speed. That is not true. Because my legs. We've also never run next to each other before, so where are you even getting this from? We did it senior year of college. A few times. And you ran in slow when? motion. How else would I know that you run in slow motion, Ashley? I watched you run with me. Because I do everything in slow motion. No, but your running is actually like you looked like you were running. We like ran down to the bridge and back a few times. Oh, I don't remember that. Because you liked the treadmill. I you... And I talked yeah, you I into running outside with me. A few times. Oh. I was going to say, you like to go running with your friend Jen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's too hot in Florida to run. It is hot. And you know what's funny now is that I live in Nashville. I'm like, no, nah, it's actually too hot here because there's hills. Oh. And it's hot plus – there. well, in the summer, it's hot plus there's hills. So I'm like, yeah, I think I'll run inside. Thanks. Those hills are no joke. Not ideal. No, they're not ideal. Um but yeah, when they're like after anyway. after they're like working out and Chandler's they're in the coffee shop and Chandler's like ow 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 ow, ow like trying to bring uh, yeah, the latte. Yeah. That's how I felt yesterday after I did I just did a bunch of arm stuff the day before yesterday and I my arms like 
when I was putting on my mascara, my my arm, my hand was like shaking. And I'm like this oh. just from you know like holding your arm up at the angle just to your eye. Your arm up. I was like this is pathetic. My hand is shaking. I had to like put my elbow on the counter to put on mascara. Oh. It's pathetic. I've totally had that happen before cuz I used to do these um when I like last year sometime this I was working near this gym that did lunchtime fitness classes mm-hmm. and it totally was that like strength training circuits, yep. you know, like do as many of these as you can for two minutes and then take a 30 second break and then back in blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And after the first couple times of those, I could like barely shuffle down, like down the sidewalk <laughs> back to work. And I was like trying to change back into my work clothes uh-huh. and like trying to sit down at the desk. Uh-huh. I was like, oh God, oh. <laughs> people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know, it was a great workout. <laughs> Like, so pathetic, which is probably how I'd be now because it's been a long time since I've done that kind of workout. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I started doing it again, yeah. Yeah, the like, first few times you'd be in serious pain. <laughs> so Monica, yeah, so they work out and it's that's fine. And Chandler's trying to um, like undermine by like getting in the taxi and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, they go through that. Yeah, he's like, she's caught me doing butt clenches at work. And then um, Monica knocks on Chandler's door on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. and he gets all mad and he's like it's Sunday we're not doing this and she's like come on I'm trying to motivate you and then it happens one more time at the very end of the episode to finish out this storyline um, to lose that last pound and he's like I like the last pound and here's where Chandler gets really cruel so he's like, don't make me do something I'm going to regret. And she's like, what are you going to do, fat boy? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, nothing. I just think it's great how positive you're being, considering you don't have a job, you can't tell your parents, and it's not like you have a boyfriend's shoulder to cry on. And then he basically puts her into a depressive nap. Chandler, you petty little biatch. Mm-hmm. Well, he, did, he didn't grow up in a safe environment, so... Renee, that is a great point. That is a great point. You're right. All he knows is manipulation. That's true. All he knows is manipulation and finding people's weaknesses and Mm -hmm. buttons and pushing them. Yes. So, okay. So that's that. Hopefully they resolve that before it becomes a lifelong partnership. (laughs) Seems like it does. Chandler gets a lot less like the petty, sassy gay friend as the episodes go on. Mm -hmm. And he turns more into like the funny like dopey yeah he gets goofier he gets goofier and he becomes less like he's not threatening right now but it's he does he still is sarcastic but Mm -hmm. not in such a mean it's less aggressive do we think that's because these lifelong friendships of his over the years have safened him from or have have helped him from what was not a safe space that he grew up in maybe probably it's like therapy yeah it's like therapy And probably, like, people, I bet the audience responded better when he was just, like, lighthearted and funny. And, like, teasing people, yes. But not, like, is divisive the right word? Cruel? Yeah, divisive. Well, yeah, he's totally divisive in the episode where they try to go skiing. Like, he purposely, you know, causes a fight just to get what he wants. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, he does that less and less. That's good. Good for him. Good for him eventually. So, Yeah. And so the um, another part of the of this episode, Phoebe goes on a date with a guy named Scott. She's like, it's nice. We went somewhere and it was nice and it was nice and it was nice. 
And then they're like, he's still not putting out? And she's like, huh. So Joey suggests maybe he drives his car on the other side of the road, and that's why. <laughs> like that Phoebe goes, no, he's not British. <laughs> I know. And he's like, maybe he's gay. And so she's like, oh, no, no, definitely not. Like, we've had this connection, whatever. And so he's like, she's like, he won't sleep with me because I'm not sexy enough. So Joey objectifies her to make her feel better. And she loves it. Fine. And she says, I'm officially offended, but aw. <laughs> so I kind of get that. Don't You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And you're like, yeah, every woman understands that mm-hmm. one. Um, and so he then makes a very wise suggestion and says, you just need to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea. So Phoebe comes back in and reveals that she and Scott have finally slept together um, because she followed Joey's advice. She brings it up and, and you know, he was like, oh, I, I know that for women this can be a big deal and I didn't want you to get um, insecure about it or get all worried. And she was like, uh, calm down, please. And she's like, oh, I told him that it wasn't a big deal at all, blah, 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 blah. And then Joey's like, wow, so basically he got you to beg him to sleep with you and say that you he never has to call you back, never has to. Right. So. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and realizes, I've got to say, so, okay, I was watching this, and I wanted to get your opinion, because I don't know if I was just, like, being overly sensitive. Do you feel like, in this show, they do make it seem like it's a bad thing if you do feel like there's, like, emotional connection and importance to sleeping with somebody? Uh, I don't know if they make it seem like it's a bad thing, but they try to make it seem like it doesn't, I don't know, like, it doesn't have to be there. Um, yeah, which I guess maybe, so, like, it doesn't have to, right, I guess, yeah. but, like. To each their own. And that's, maybe that's the point, but I guess they are trying to be, like, oh, it's this whole, like, feminine thing, and when Ross gets really attached, they, like, mock him for it, and. Well, I, I think that's know. also just, like, the 90s. That's, I know that um, yeah, when I read okay. that book, they, like, the test audiences, the um, executives were worried if the first episode, because Monica's like talking about how, you know, she's only attracting like these loser guys and she ends up sleeping with Paul the wine guy on the first date. And so all these executives yeah. thought that it would read that she was really slutty and that people wouldn't like that. Oh. Um, but really, people didn't think that at all. They were just like, oh, like she's having a hard okay. time and she's kind of been hoodwinked by this guy. But they didn't think it's because she was, like, had no, you know, regard for herself or whatever. So, I don't know. It's not that they – I don't know if they make it never – like, they talk down. I mean, they definitely, like, tease the guys when they get emotional. But I also feel like that's just 90s, you know, macho masculinity kind of stuff. Which And the gay jokes. And the gay jokes. I mean, it's just kind of the stuff that they do anyway in the show that just kind of is, like, sign of the times. But – um, Right. You know, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I wasn't sure. So that's fine. Cause I, I was kind of like, we get it. Like, you know, you're making her be like, oh my gosh, no, oh my gosh, why? I would never have like emotional attachment. I guess that's not what was happening. Cause she does have emotional attachment with other people like Duncan and right. so forth. So, right. okay. Um, okay. So that's what happens. Yeah. And, um, I guess we never hear from him again. So he took her up on the offer. He took her up on the offer. And so that's really what's happening with, those four Mm -hmm. Chandler Monica Joey Phoebe and the rest of the episode is the best juicy stuff Um, 
the juicy stuff. So Ross is overdoing it with the PDA as per usual, um, making out with Julie up against the coffee shop window. But at the same and time, like it's his girlfriend. Can't he make out with her if, with her if he wants to? Yeah, but like on the street, like up against a a business. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. up against a glass. I'm also window? more PDA than you are. Well, you, you are. So I'm like, this is <laughs> this think, seems completely normal to me. Because she's done it. <laughs> no, but the thing is, well, is I just don't care, and it's not like I'm trying to be extra PDA. But like, I if I see someone kissing their girlfriend in front of a coffee shop, you know, as long as everybody's got their clothes oh, on, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't think anything weird of it if you're, like, kissing from the coffee shop. Um, I think what's – it's – yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Like, kissing in front of people, as long as you're not, like – Getting gropey. Yeah, or, like, it'd be worse if they were in the coffee shop making right, out. Right, right. Like, I mean, this is New York. Stuck there. This is, like, the least offensive thing on the streets of New York. True, true, true. But then Phoebe is, like, pointing, like, ooh, Rachel, ooh, don't look. And it's like, Phoebe, could it's like, you – be cool. Did you need to do that? Just be cool, Phoebe. Yeah, be, be cool. cool Phoebs, jeez. And then Rachel's like, oh, you guys, it's fine. He can throw her through the window for all I care. And she's like, I've got a date tonight. And, um, and I think she says she's over him, but I don't know if she actually uses those words yet because we know those are very important later. Yes, I don't know um, what she says to Phoebe. Yeah, exactly. but she just says that. Yeah, but she says she's got a date. So oh, she says she Ross has a date. Ju- I know. She says she has a date, and Phoebe's like, "But what about Ross?" And she's like, "Well, he's with Julie, so like, I need to just yeah. move on." Like, she's kind of just like, clearly nothing's going to change. So, what am I just going to do? Right. Wait around forever and hope they break up? Which right. I don't agree that it's bad. That's not. It's not a bad thing for her to kind of no, get this good, party started yeah yeah and she was like really fixated mm-hmm. so so julian ross come in and he asks for cat toys mm-hmm. don't know why monica would have those but she does and she says only if you say his full name fluffy meowington's cat toys mm-hmm. <clears throat> um because julian ross are getting a cat together Right. Uh, how long have they been dating? So I, if we're going to be really generous, I'm going to say six months. Okay. And it's because they started at the end. So started yeah. dating in China. And then you said the beginning of this episode would have, or the beginning of this season would have been a, they said it was two months or something at that point. Well, when they're talking about like if Julian Ross have slept together, he's like, well, it's been two months. Right. So at that point, it was two months, and, and that, that was only was... like two or three episodes in. Right. Okay. So and we're in seven now. So we're in we seven. So couple, like, we'll say it's six, two. but maybe it's only three. I don't really know. Either way, I feel like that's very quick to be getting a pet. Well, together. it's not even the timeline that bothers me. What bothers me is why would you get a joint custody pet on purpose? Like. If you got a pet when you were living together and then split up or even just, like, moved into your own places, then I get, like, splitting the time. But why would you do it on purpose? Like, trying to schlep a cat on the New York City subway, um, what, every five days or three days or something, like, even once a week, just, like, that seems, like, way more hassle than it's worth. I feel like it's one of those things that people... you get, like, matching bracelets? Or just, like... Go help Julie pick out a cat. Right. And then when you two move in together, it becomes both of your cats. Right. But to be like, 
yeah, we're going to have a cat and it's going to spend half the time at his place and half the time at mine. Like, yeah, that's a horrible idea. And I feel like the only reason you'd ever suggest that is because you've got like drunken love goggles on. But even then, like Ross is usually too practical. This sounds mm-hmm. like a high school, right? Like, a high school idea. I agree with you. Like if they want to get a cat together, like it should just stay at Julie's, but be their cat or at Ross's and be their cat or whatever. But yeah, the sharing of it is kind of weird. But it's weird. Fluffy Meowington reminds me of your local cat. Oh. Ashley has a cat. That's not her cat, but I'm like, well, it actually is He's your cat. cat. But he comes to see her every single day and he comes inside and his name, we called him White Cat for a long time because, spoiler alert, he is white and a cat. But yeah. <laughs> his actual name is Mr. Fluffy and he's so fluffy. So he the very first day I moved into this house the neighbor popped her head over the fence and was like hey don't leave your door open because I had my front door open while I was bringing stuff in and out of the car and she was like careful with leaving your front door open there's this cat and he will just walk right inside and I was like oh gosh okay yeah okay leave the door open he was like thanks for the tip I was thinking like (laughs) maybe he's vicious or maybe he's gonna like come in and scratch up because it's a fully furnished or like spray I was like yeah. yeah, and, like, the way that she said, like, be careful. I was like, ooh, okay. And so then um, because we live on, like, the back half of the section, it's kind of private and, like, you know, it's pretty safe in New Zealand. And, like, um, Ben and I were home one day, so we just had, like, the sliding door open. And um, I think Ben was walking past the back bedroom, and he looks, and there's this cat sitting on the bed just, like, grooming itself. <laughs> and he was like, excuse me. What a nice surprise. like kept going with and so um in New Zealand a lot of people let their cats like that's kind of the thing you don't have indoor cats Mm -hmm. like they like they just wander around and they come back for food and then they go wander it's pretty common and so um which we didn't do in Florida and I try to explain it's because alligators would have eaten them right it's like no you couldn't let your pets out because they literally would have got eaten by alligators so um yeah so so anyway, so this cat, that's just kind of what he does. And one day, so like, I'm a bit nervous about other people's animals. Like, I don't, you know, touch them unless they seem okay with it. I don't try to pick them up because we kind of, we had that dog that used to bite when you picked him up. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was a little bit nervous about that. But Ben just like scooped him up one day and kicked him out of the house. And he totally would let him and was totally fine. So I was like, okay. So we let this cat in and now he started like jumping up in the bed coming and cuddling on the couch next to us like he comes every weekend and sometimes during the week and just meows at the front door till we let him in and then he drinks a little bit of water out of his dish that we leave for him Mm -hmm. and yeah one day I got close and I saw he had a little collar and it said I go wandering call mum and on the other side it said (laughs) Mr. Fluffy so he's so cute we've got we love him and so it's just so funny. I post about him all the time. I'll post a picture of him on our Instagram yes. um, and Facebook. Um, Maybe we'll post because... a lot of pictures of him because I love Mr. Fluffy. Yeah, who doesn't? He's the best. I'm trying to lure Renee back to come visit me in um, New Zealand. Um, She's been twice. Let's but just like, say she knows her audience back. because it is high on the list of attractions to see is Cuddle with Mr. Fluffy. The vegetarian burger place mm-hmm. with like six to seven delicious vegetarian options and Mr. Fluffy. I mean, I don't even have to be here. Number three, number three on the list is visiting my best friend, but definitely yeah, true. burgers One and Mr. Fluffy. Cat. Two is the, bur- is the veggie burger. <laughs> I guess if you're there, tool that if you're there too, that's cool. 
Yeah, I was gonna say you guys could totally come stay here while I'm in Japan. Yeah, but and keep Mr. Fluffy company. So yeah, I don't think Rachel's totally off base when she kind of freaks out about them getting a cat. I know she's no, freaking neither. out because she's like, "This is bonding them forever. It's something yeah that like that like it solidifies yeah plan. it like solidifies their long termness." Yeah. So exactly. it's. She spirals. Rach, this is going to be like a few years, Mm -hmm. not just like the girl he's dating right now. And I totally get that. I I would freak out too. Also, like it is soon and it's just making it real for her. So I get Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so she freaks out, spirals, walks out on her job because apparently they just do that a few times. And um, (laughs) yeah, and then we get into the next part. But um, Julie's got a very cute coat in this scene. It's like a little pinkish red oversized coat. Oh, I didn't um, notice. Did you notice that? Uh-uh. Oh, I feel like I feel like oversized coats of that shape would look really cute on you because I feel like they look cute on shorter people. Some oversized. No, <laughs> because you're pint sized and the coat is cute on like big oversized coats on tall people just make me look like Bigfoot. Whereas <laughs> I feel like you could wear an oversized coat and it's cute. I'll give it a shot. Okay, send me a pic okay. when you try one on. Okay. But not right now because it's the middle of summer and you'd die. Yeah, I don't I don't need that in my life when it's hot outside. Full disclosure, Renee's not even wearing pants Oh my right gosh, now. Ashley. <laughs> Guys, my house is almost 100 years old and the upstairs does not have insulation. And the air conditioning is running, but because it doesn't have insulation, it's basically just flying right out the window. So the fan I normally have running is off. So you don't hear it in the background like you did during the last episode. So here we are. I've got an ice pack on my lap and I'm not wearing pants. Just keeping it real. <laughs> it's this is the this is the truth behind podcasting. Mm-hmm. I will not post a pic on our Instagram <laughs> of my current state. Because I don't want our account to get taken offline for inappropriate content. <laughs> oh, okay all right so now the main part of this the title plot line of this episode so rachel gets set up by a guy that monica knows from work i think is the i think monica the, knows him from work guy. yeah yeah and so she goes on a date with this guy named michael he reveals that it's his first date since his divorce so if mm-hmm. he seems nervous he is which i think is very genuine he seems cute in a very 90s way mm-hmm. and very nice um, and like easygoing. Yeah, really and... he seems like a nice guy and yeah and is yeah, being transparent right from the get-go mm-hmm. and rachel rachel it, with all of her french twist updo-ness mm-hmm. um cannot stop talking about ross and julie and the cat so even from like sitting down she's like oh how long does a cat live Mm -hmm. and he's like what and she's like oh sorry i'm just a friend of mine is getting a cat with his girlfriend and michael's like is this friend an ex and she's like oh he wishes so he's kind of like right yeah and she is continually drinking yeah, so she's basically chugging the champagne, mm-hmm. and she's like, why do they have to get a cat? Why couldn't they get one of those things that lasts like a day? What do you call it? What do you call it? A fruit fly. <laughs> um, and Michael's like, oi, okay, listen, you need closure. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you can finally say, I'm over you. And so I love that she, like, she's 
instead of thinking like, yeah, okay, I need something to happen so I can say over I'm over you. She's just like, I just need to say I'm over you. Right. So, you know, fair enough. We things we've all been there. You try to rush the process. And so she turns around to the guy at the table behind them who's on the world's first cell phone. Right. The the kind where you have to lift the antenna up to talk on it. Yes. And he's just like Um, having a, you know, barely anyone had cell phones back then. But who just sat at the dinner table in a restaurant with a cell phone then? The giant cell phone. And you're like with your like partner across from you, rudely sitting on talking on the phone. But also, what kind of weirdo asks to borrow the phone? I love how she's like, I need to borrow your phone. He's like, what? And she's like, okay, you're being really weird about your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And so he lends it to her and she like calls and she's like, Ross, hi, it's Rachel. I'm just calling to let you know everything's fine and I'm really happy for you and your cat, who, by the way, I think you should name Michael. (laughs) I love this speech. I love it. And she's like, so you see, I'm thinking of names. So obviously I'm over you. And that, my friend, is what they call closure and throws the phone in the ice bucket. Oh, it's it is so funny. It's so like stellar. Janice level confidence. Yeah. Which is it's the best. so funny. It's brilliant. So then the next morning. So that's the end of that scene. And so I'm guessing and then, her and Michael are not going out again. If I had to yeah. guess. Bummer. I do feel like this could be one of those things where she could meet Michael later and be like, oh, sorry, that was real bad timing. Mm-hmm. But it does, spoiler alert, you guys, it doesn't, happen. it doesn't happen. Don't hold your breath for Rachel and Michael. That's fine. So the next morning, and that guy hopefully retrieves his cell phone from the ice bucket, or one can assume he's rich enough to just buy a new cell phone. <laughs> so um, the next morning, Rachel is sitting there all hungover, and Ross comes in with his weird anxious energy mm-hmm. like Rachel hey any chance I could find the cat toys and he's like how was your date and she's like I think there was a restaurant I know there was wine um, and she's like did I did we speak on the phone oh I must have had a dream about you mm-hmm. hmm. and then um, he was like oh actually you know I spent the night at Julie's I haven't even checked my messages so can I can I check them and she's like yeah go for it and then He's like, Rach, I've got a message from you. And she, like, it all comes back. back to her. Yeah. Oh. She's like, Ross, hang up the phone. No, hang up the phone. She's like, he's like, who's Michael? <laughs> give me the phone. Ross, give me the phone. <laughs> and so she, like, jumps on him, which is hysterical, grabs the phone, throws it again in the sink. Um, but by that point, it's too late. He's heard the whole message. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're over me? When were you under me? <laughs> Oh, so good. So So she's having this like, she's just like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh Mm -hmm. my God, I can't believe this. So she confesses, lately I've had feelings for you. And it's because since you got back from China and he's like, what? And she's like, well, you had feelings for me first. And, And it reveals that Chandler told her that Ross liked her when Mm -hmm. he was in China. So. So that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And she asks if, and so he's like, so now you're over me. And she's like, well, are you over me? And then Julie buzzes in. Mm-hmm. Hi, honey. Um, and so <laughs> Ross is like, doesn't know what to do. Stunned mullet. Is that a phrase that Mm-mm. Americans say? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> Deer in headlights? Fish. Deer in headlights. Yes. <laughs> um, and so 
he's kind of, although it's different because a deer in headlights is like you're surprised and you're like wide-eyed. Stun mullet is kind of like slack-jawed, mm-hmm. like dead-eyed, like I think. <laughs> paralyzed with fear. Yes, like when the ra- when, like, when a rabbit falls over. Mm-hmm. And so he just, he's like, we're going to get a cat. And he just looks at her, cat. <laughs> Which just, like, shouts cat. It makes me think of 10 Things I Hate About You with yes. the weird, cat. like, the over-sexualized guidance counselor. Yes. Cat. 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 <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched that movie as many times as we have, but... It's like in the, I hope you it's in the first have. like ten minutes, Joseph Gordon Levitt's in the counselor's office and she's like very wide eyed and no, writing it, a romance no, novel. It's, oh right, it's, it's Julia Stiles, duh, cat, because that's her name. I'm an idiot. She gets sent. No, so, you're not an idiot. It's just that's a different time when Joseph Gordon Levitt comes right, to the guidance right. counselor. Um but yeah, he's just like, Cat, I'm going to get a cat. And he just like walks out. Walks out. Um now, okay, I've told you before that the ones that I watch, because it's the TV version, cut some stuff out. This is the scene then when they go to the, they actually, like, so this scene was cut out. This is the one where they actually go to the shelter to get a cat, and he's, like, trying to get, like, an like old, an old one. That's one. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Was it cut out of yours, too? Yeah, because I was watching it on Netflix. Uh, okay. Rude. Netflix. Stop I know. Put all the best scenes TV. back in. Co. Stop it, you guys. But we yeah. Pay, well, well, we He's like, Netflix, what but... about this one? It's like 16. And she's like, I don't want one that's about yeah. to die. I want a kitten. Die. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, we should have talked about this before we came to the cat <laughs> store. And then, obviously, he is conflating, or the metaphor of the cats becomes the girlfriends. And he's like, they're both nice. I mean, this one is beautiful and fun. And, oh, but this one, I've just liked this one. And she's like, we could get them both. And he's like, what? No, I'm not a two-cat kind of guy. I mean, <laughs> Joey, he could have two cats. <laughs> so, yeah, so I find that so funny when um, when that, they're in that. So, yeah, missed that scene, but it's a good one. And then, and then, oh, Okay, so then Rachel's closing down the coffee shop, mm-hmm. and Ross shows up in the doorway, like like a serial killer, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the dark, in the shadows. She turns around and is like, because <gasps> obviously there's a, a man standing there, and she's alone mm-hmm. in the dark, and he yells at her in her place of business. I guess I'm starting to see why people don't like Ross. Yeah, like he's just, I don't know, <laughs> some of the things he does, like... I mean, nobody's perfect, but they're he just is heavy really... Handed. They're heavy-handed. It's Aggressive's the wrong word because it's not like it's like a fearful aggressive kind of thing, but aggressive just in, like, too much. Like, you need to, like, level yep. out, Ross. You know? I think that's it. I think that it is aggressive. It's mm-hmm. not physically violent, but it right. is threatening because he is a big, strong man with mm-hmm. all this, like anxious nervous angry energy Mm -hmm. he has jealousy problems he has anger problems like that is aggressive yeah you're right and so like they don't know when he's gonna snap you know like that's not good so on account of his rage okay on account of his rage which might i say right now is out of control (laughs) so anyway okay later so he shows up at the coffee shop yells at rachel and is like we didn't get a cat and he's like what were you thinking telling you had no right to tell me and I was doing fine with Julie and I do understand that like basically he's trying to say like for 25 years of my life right I've been in love with you well why now maybe since he was 15 for 10 years of my life Mm -hmm. I've been painfully and tragically in love with you tortured over this 
and which again that's not her fault right um, but then he's saying basically like the you know the one time i'm finally in a happy committed relationship that's when you right i do see from his perspective where this seems really selfish of rachel and he right. could be thinking it's just rachel not getting what she wants mm-hmm. and being really selfish now we know it's more than that mm-hmm. but I could see from an outsider, like from somebody else's perspective, right. that's what this could look like. Because he doesn't know that she was like so excited for him to get off the plane from China to like tell him how she felt. And then he got yeah. off the plane with Julie. So she didn't have a chance. Like it's just bad timing. Yeah. It's just bad timing. Um, but it's bad timing. I do feel like this is like, I yeah, this is probably why people don't like Ross because I'm like, this is just par for the course. He's getting exactly what he's wanted for 10 years and he's yelling at her. Like yelling at her, about like it. it's her fault. Like he, I don't know. Like, like you said, she yeah. has tried to like kind of, you know, sabotage Julie a couple times and whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's what well, he's wanted. He's just so. coming, but I think he's coming from a place of like every time he tried to reach out in the past, she shot him down mm-hmm. or made him feel like not good enough, totally or dorky or like you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. just like insignificant. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it's really, I don't really think this is anybody's fault. I understand he's reacting poorly, um, yep. but he's, he's reacting because he's probably like fully torn here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they argue, he storms off and he says, well, that ship has sailed. Um, cause I'm with Julie now. And she's like, yeah, okay, you go ahead and you just get out of here with your ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she says, now I've got closure. And she, you know, closes the doors, locks them. And then poor thing goes and, um, sits on the couch crying in the dark at work, which I feel like again, has been all of us. Yes. 100%. And so then she gets up, tries to shake it off. And, you know, I imagine she's thinking like, okay, just get through this, get upstairs. Mm-hmm. I can go have wine and cry to Monica. Mm-hmm. And so she gets up off the couch, turns around and he's standing there against the door frame. And so she goes and opens the door and they kiss mm-hmm. in the rain or fire hydrant spray or whatever's going on <laughs> street sweeping i don't know some sort of moisture in the air in new york which once again and in new york almost never rain yeah probably not rain. probably like a bunch of air conditioning drips like leaking yeah <laughs> yeah probably um yeah so so that's it and so that's their iconic the big first kiss yes so we need to yeah. like mark off kissing bingo kissing bingo that's right so everybody who's playing kissing bingo along with us Mm -hmm. you should now mark off your ross and rachel ross and rachel because some people count like their kiss in the laundromat as their first kiss but i'm like that was like even though i think it was weird to kiss a friend because he helped you um it doesn't really count it's not like a loving kiss no, I wouldn't count that. And this is our game, so I think right. house rules. <laughs> and and house it's rules. The, it's um, it's the wonton. <laughs> no, it's what did I try? Anyway, what? <laughs> the one where um they're like whoever finds the old the oh it's the, the candy first wins. Oh, the duck and the chick. That's not a nutter butter. That's an old wonton. <laughs> Judges, Judges rules. Rule. It's an nutter butter. Nutter butter. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. More so we finally have okay, yeah. a Ross and Rachel kiss. It's happening. Ross and, Ra- Ross and Rachel Roch, kissing. Ross and yep. Rachel. Roch- Russell. Russell. Or That's their celebrity name. 
Race. <laughs> I mean, that is good. Just gotta keep hissing like a snake. Race. So we'll post our our cards with marked off with and then updated you guys kissing bingo. Send us a picture of yours to Best Friends Club Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, or just if you tag don't have us. Instagram. Um, you can go to our website www.bestfriendsclubpodcast.com and we've got the link um, from a long time ago. We can repost the link on our website. I believe it's on, episode, uh, episode. Uh, season one, episode sixteen and seventeen, the one with two parts. Are we gonna? Are we gonna make people go back and find the link? Maybe we'll do it for them. I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying it is there. Maybe we'll do it for you. But that's good that Renee Renee has a really good memory for recalling dates and numbers and yeah. times. And so Ashley's get, your, get here yourself too. a kissing bingo card. And I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> Running like a gazelle, apparently. Um, you guys, go, so if you haven't got your kissing bingo card yet, go to the link that we'll post on our website mm-hmm. um, and pick one up and then send us a picture either to our email, bestfriendsclubpodcast at gmail, or send it to us via DM on Instagram mm-hmm. and we'll post it. So exciting. I know. Um, They're kissing. What's going to happen? Guys, what's going to happen? Well, you don't have to wait too long to find out other than the fact that you've already watched this because, again, 20 (laughs) years old. But we'll talk about it next week in episode, season two, episode eight, the one with the list. The list. Oh. Listical. I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh, it's not fun. It's not fun. You guys can tell by the disappointment in our voices. That's okay. It's just hard. That's okay. This has been a very fun episode. It is fun. Um, thanks for joining us, you guys. Yeah, thank you. This is you. a pivotal this moment. Has been so exciting. Oh, I, you're right. It's the it's the beginning of the beginning. The new the new chapter. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a total new chapter in Friends. Ooh, it exciting. Is. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for now. Anything else, Renee? Nope. That's it. Okay. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.